Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. All right, yippee-yay-a, yippee-yay-o, here we go for another round of Growing in Grace. I'm Mike, along with Joel. We're glad you've joined us. Thank you for sharing our podcast with a friend out there, by the way. And I think I even saw you posting this on YouTube, right, Joel? Yahoo! Oh, YouTube! <laughs> yippee-yay-o! <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm an old Western guy. It's something that I've been trying to do. Uh, to uh, I, I just had this idea of um, there's all kinds of things going on on the internet there's audio files there's video files and it's not as if you and me are are, are sitting here with our webcams and, and filming ourselves as we're doing this growing in grace podcast but i thought hey just another way to kind of you know share the program it's it's an easy way for people to listen and it's an easy way for people to share i've kind of put um our podcast the audio to just a what do you call it a picture file and uh there it is it's on youtube and so you can search for growing and grace on youtube or you could even go to um growingandgrace.org and uh, I'll, ha I'll have a link there to the uh, youtube account so you can see the growing and grace podcasts kind of on youtube so yeah that's well maybe, uh, something maybe what we doing. should do is uh you know hook up a cam and I'll, I'll just come over to your place and we'll record together because right now we just do it over the internet and and we could hook up a camera and and then people could watch us doing the the audio uh broadcast we'll have to do that cap because of our highly trained pasts in uh, in in tv oh no <laughs> yeah. no but i did get a comment from somebody on uh Oh, what was it? Something about our uh, broadcast voices. So I guess that we have some very good broadcast voices here, uh, and we'll have to. We'd have to see. We'll have to try that webcam thing sometime. Okay, if you say so. I guess we must. We should. <laughs> we ought. It's to. something we really should do. <laughs> um, all right. Hey, uh, springboarding off of last week, Joel. Before we uh, forge ahead, uh, we were talking about First John chapter one. When we sin, what do we do? We for those who didn't hear last week's program, we came to the conclusion, which sort of contradicts some traditional church teaching out there, that you do not have to confess your sins, individual acts of wrongdoing. You do not have to confess those to be forgiven. If that were true, we would all be doomed, for one thing. We have been cleansed from all unrighteousness. Think about all the places in Scripture where Paul, in his writings, told us that we as saints, as, as forgiven individuals, as, as righteous people apart from works. We, we have now taken on the very holy nature of God, and we are righteous in Him. And, and think about all those times where Paul says those things, and he never says that, you know, in order for you to be all of this, you have to confess your sins. There is this one place that is taken out of context, one in particular in 1 John chapter 1, and uh, if you can go back and hear last week's program on the rest of that. Yes, James also talked about confessing sins, and, and there is a, a place for that. Sometimes people just need to release some things that they're holding inside, but not to be forgiven by God. And uh, Joel, I think you have some other thoughts about this passage that lead up to 1 John 1, 9. I think about you know the, all the things that Paul wrote, and in, in a lot of ways, I think about 
Paul's writings, and he's pretty straightforward about things. I mean, sometimes he takes quite a bit of time to get to his point, but when he does get to his point, it's it's a really good point. You know, in various places where he'll he'll start off making a point, and then he'll kind of back up and kind of say, this is what I'm talking about, and then he'll get back to his point, and it all makes sense in the long run. And, and you got to kind of look at a lot of what Paul said, and he I, I don't see any place where Paul talks, I, I'm, let me put it this way, I see a lot of places, like you said, where Paul talks about how we are the righteousness of God, we have been cleansed, we are in the light, we are cleansed from all sin. You know, Paul says, you have been cleansed, you have been washed, you have been sanctified. All these things that Paul says are true of us, and it's not based upon us each time we sin, confessing it to God. It's not about that at all. It's about the fact that the blood of Jesus Christ has already cleansed us from all sin because we've already made this one confession. We've confessed that Jesus Christ is Lord. And so as I look at 1 John 1, John says several things here. He says, uh, let's just read these few uh, verses here. Uh, John says, this is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we, Now here's where he starts with the ifs. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. One thing I'd like to point out there is that light and darkness don't necessarily mean good deeds and bad deeds, don't necessarily mean righteous living versus sinful living. A lot of times when you see light and darkness in the Bible, it's referring to knowledge and ignorance. Maybe we'll get into that some other time. But anyway, he says, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. The thing that I want to point out in all this is that, again, if you look at a lot of what Paul wrote, all of these things are already true of us. We already, Paul says, we are in the light. Paul says we do have fellowship with one another. Paul says the blood of Jesus Christ has already cleansed us from all sin. Again, not because we've confessed each time that we've done bad deeds, <laughs> but because we've made the one confession of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we've believed in our heart that God has raised him from the dead. Yeah, and and, and like you just read, leading up to the famous 1 John 1, 9, uh, John himself said, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. And, there, Joel, there, there are just a lot of people who don't know they're walking in the light. If you've confessed Christ, if you've trusted in him, if you're a believer, then you're in the light. Regardless of your behavior, you're in the light. You may not always be acting like you're in the light. <laughs> you and I might not always do that, but we are in the light, and uh, we've been cleansed from all sin. And and, and uh, we'll we'll continue getting further down the road on this. So I hope you'll hang in there with us. But uh, I think you know some some misunderstandings here about this passage in in First John chapter one. Mm -hmm. It's just so important to note that the, the forgiveness that we have is our past sins, our present sins, and our future sins because. On the cross, everything was taken care of. As we mentioned last week, one thing that 
really needs to be pointed out is that in this verse, 1, 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our, some translations say sins, but really it's a, it's a noun there, and it's talking about the sin condition. So for one thing, it's not about confessing each individual sin every time we sin, but it's that whole sin condition, and it's been taken care of once and for all on the cross because Jesus Christ has taken away our sin altogether. He's taken it out of the way, and so that's no longer the issue between us and God. So we can be confident that when we do acts of sin, you know, when we have sinful behavior, when we do what is wrong, we can still be confident that our sin has been already taken away. We stand in a cleansed position. We stand cleansed, completely cleansed and holy and righteous, not because of our behavior, but because of what's been accomplished on the cross. A great exchange. Taking the sinful nature that we were born into and exchanging it, replacing it with the very righteous, holy nature of God himself. Where would you like to go from here? I know you kind of gave us a little tease on the last program about where you, where you want to go from here, Joel. Well, yeah, you know, <laughs> there are so many, I got so many notes and, and so many thoughts, but I think just that whole, the whole idea of are we merely a sinner that God has maybe uh, polished up a little bit, has God, you know, this whole idea, has God repaired us? Has he kind of fixed us up and overhauled us? Has he kind of taken the old us and improved us a little bit? Uh, maybe reconditioned us, refurbished us, mended, patched us up, <laughs> or, you know, tuned us up? Or is it even better than that? I mean, has he just simply done some a little bit of work on us and he continues to kind of tinker around until he gets what he wants or has that already been done and we're simply living out of that and of course we go to the famous passage that talks about how if anyone is is in Christ he is a new creation we are a new creation we're no longer sinners but he's made us a new creation. He's made us into saints who have a righteous nature, a holy nature. We've, been, we've become partakers of God's very nature. And so that's perhaps where we could go from there. With, you know, we've got just a couple minutes left on this program, but maybe we can talk about that a bit and then maybe some more next week. Yeah, because it's important to understand that God doesn't see you as a, a sinner anymore, because you're not. And again, we're talking about the nature that we were born into in Adam, the nature of sin that was done away with and replaced with the very righteous nature of Jesus Christ himself. And, and you know, something too, Joel, that in Ephesians chapter 2, uh, a verse that I think we've even referred to recently, that we are called God's workmanship. And in, in the original language, that, that word workmanship, it implies um, a, a work of art. We've been created by God as, as a work of art, and uh, that, that's exciting because this, this is now a part of who we are. He is a part of who we are. We have become like him in our innermost being, in our spirit. Uh, this is our new nature. This is, this is by birth. That's why Jesus called it born again, the new birth, just like how you were, were born uh, in this world with your parents. You, you came with an identity there in that. The same is true spiritually. That is true, and you know, and here's the, 
Here's the truth in all of this. Uh, Colossians 3, 3 through 4, it says, For you died. So it's not like, well, let me just read it. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. So it's not like God simply covered up our sin. It's not like God just took the old us and kind of just dressed it up a little bit and, uh, you know, maybe just did a little bit of patchwork here and there. But he actually did make us into a brand new piece of art. It's We died... The person that we were died, no longer exists, and we were made into a brand new creation. And uh, I think that's where we'll try to head next week right here on Growing in Grace, to focus on that that whole idea that we're not just mere sinners who have been saved by grace. So it's a wonderful thing that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. That's a wonderful thing that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. But he didn't simply leave us as sinners. (laughs) He didn't simply leave us as people who were still in that sinful state, but rather he made us into something brand new. And in fact, as as I just read there, our life is hidden with Christ in God. We've become new creations. More on this as we celebrate this life that we have in Christ next week, right here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.